your host Doug and you're listening to the Boat Up Kayak Fishing Podcast. Today we have a great episode with Jeff Isham. He won the Southeast Texas KBO. But first we're going to do a tournament update. We'll start with the KBF at Lake Fork. Brian Howe took first place with 176 inches. Mark Pendergraft took second place with 166.75 inches. Eric Simeon took third place with 154.25 inches. Matthew Scotch took fourth place with 153.25 inches. Dale Griffin took fifth place with 135.5 inches. For the Southeast Texas KBO, Jeff Isham took first place with 126.50 inches. M. Morgan took second place with 123 inches. J. Penny took third place with 122.75 inches. A. Dixon took fourth place with 114.75 inches. And E. Martinez took fifth place with 102.75 inches. If you will stay tuned, we'll get Jeff Isham on the line and get this podcast started. So, just got basically basic interview questions for you, Jeff. All right, cool. Start off with, how'd you get into kayak fishing? Uh, I've been fishing all my life. Uh, I think my mom tells a story. I caught my first bass when I was three and just always loved it. We fished when I was a kid together. My mom and dad, uh, they used to fish tournaments when I was a kid. And, uh, I don't know, I just, uh, liked going. I'd been going. I had a friend who had a tank. I'd take a little flat bottom boat out there and, uh, fish with him. And then, uh, my mom actually got me a guided kayak trip one time, uh, for, I think my birthday or Christmas. And, uh, I just fell in love with the kayak. Been doing it ever since. I think that was probably... I think my first trip was probably four years ago. I went on a couple of those, and probably, I guess, about a year after that, I bought my first kayak. So I think I've I've had my own kayak for probably three and a half years or so. That's awesome. So you've been kayaking a long time then, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if three and a half, four years is a long time, then yeah. What kayak are you fishing out of now? Uh, right now I'm in a Hobie, well, I'm mostly a Hobie Pro Angler 14. Um, I also own a Jackson Kusa HD. Uh, I fished it uh, two or three weeks ago. I fished out of it in uh, Sam Rayburn. The Tall Timbers Big Bass Tournament. How did you do in that one? Uh, not good. I didn't win any money. I, I caught fish all day, just nothing nothing that was big enough at the right time or anything, but I just, I love that lake. Yeah, I interviewed Stephen Fisher. Yeah, I, did. I went and listened to it. Week. I was like, man, what am I getting myself into here? So I went and listened to, to his podcast to see what was going on. Oh, yeah. So, I gotta ask, how long have you had the dreads, man? <laughs> uh, uh, I think about nine years now. Is that Long your time. secret to is that your secret to success? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with that just because I don't think many other people are willing to do it. So we'll we'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have uh, I have this kind of go going joke with some of my buddies that one of these days I'm going to catch a fish on a dreadlock, use it as like a you know a Texas rig worm or something, and see if I can catch a fish on one of them. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, so I got some questions about the tournament. How was the fishing on Lake Livingston? Oh, uh, man. Uh, I went and pre-fished, let's see, I guess the weekend before. Um, and I fished two days straight and didn't catch a bass. Uh, I caught First thing I caught out of uh, Livingston this round was a turtle. And then I caught a catfish. And then a huge Gaspergoo that I thought at first was a bass and thought I'd finally figure something out. Um, and then I went, uh, I pre-fished, I, I went down a couple of days early for the tournament and got a couple more days of pre-fishing in. Uh, moved down the lake a little bit and uh, ended up, uh, I felt pretty comfortable with the spot I had at least for the first day. I didn't know how, if it would hold enough for two days, but uh, it ended up working out pretty good. Um, so yeah, I went through real quick and just hit a couple of spots in the area, uh, figured out it was holding fish and decided that's where I wanted to go back on, uh, on the first day at least. So. What was the technique you're using? Uh, I almost always, uh, I mean, my favorite is Texas rig. I love that. I mean, I've, I'm always throwing that. Um, I usually go out, when I go out, I use, normally I'll have eight rods with me, so I've got a little bit of everything tied on, but I always have a Texas rig, I always have a, a weightless Cinco, um, you know, I guess just like everybody else, I love top water, so if they're biting top water, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to push that and see if I can get them on top water for sure. Um, I don't think I, I caught, let's see, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I caught any fish during the tournament that wasn't on a plastic. Um, and I tried, I mean, I threw, uh, I normally throw a jackhammer a lot. I was trying out that thunder cricket. Um, but, uh, I don't think I got anything on any kind of moving bait. I threw, I take that back. I did. I caught one fish, uh, very first fish of the tournament, actually real close in on day one. I caught on a, on a buzz bait just cause it was so dark. I couldn't see what I was throwing at, but, um, so that was the only, only fish I got that wasn't on one of plastic. How was the weather conditions out there on Livingston? Uh, it was, I mean, they were, they were pretty good. It's it's a big, you know, not, I mean, I think I consider it a big lake. So any wind you have, you know, you're going to get some some waves. Uh, I wasn't really on the main lake very often. Um, uh, we did have one of the guys who went out there and pre-fish and actually ended up uh, turtling because of the, the waves, but that, that was, he was going around a point and kind of hit some bad, bad water on, uh, on kind of the main lake there. Yeah, on those big lakes, it don't take much wind to get a lot of chop out of it. No, it doesn't at all. Um, there is, I was fishing, I mean, it was, you know, like I said, off the main lake, so it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing was probably, I mean, it was hot, but other than that, I mean, it was kind of, they had talked about some rain. Uh, a little bit of chance of rain, which would have been nice, but we didn't get it. 
did you happen to find a pattern on the lake or what, what, what all did you do exactly? Um, I mean, pretty much I was fishing. I don't know if technically it's a Creek, but it, I mean, if you look on the map, it looks like a Creek. Um, and I was flipping docks and then any kind of, uh, probably, I guess my favorite thing to fish is timber, throwing a Texas rig at timber or, you know, uh, lay downs and stuff like that. So, um, uh, that's kind of what this area had. It was pretty much just like a bunch of little winding coves. I mean, it looked like creeks when you were looking at it and, uh, you know, throwing, throwing the wacky rig and the Texas rig and anything I could find that looked, you know, unusual. There's a lot of bulkhead even back there in the back. Um, so anytime I can find anything that the bulkhead does anything different, like if it kind of comes together at an angle and, you know, makes a little point at the back or something, I'm always trying to target that. Um, anything on the docks where it looks like there's, you know, you have, you know, posts kind of spread out, but at one point of the dock, you have a lot of posts kind of closer together, anything that looks different. Um, a lot of those docks too were, uh, some of the older ones, especially had stuff where it was kind of hard to get to the back. And I kind of also try to target, like I'll look for stuff that I don't think anybody else has either gone through the trouble to get back to, or, you know, try to skip it way back there where I think nobody's flipped in there or anything yet. Um, I'll look for subtle stuff, especially like in timber. Like if you just see like a little stick sticking up, I mean, everybody, if you see a big lay down in the middle of something, you know, everybody that's come by is tossed at that. So I try to try to find stuff that, you know, a lot of people won't pick up on or, you know, just kind of skip over. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't always pay off, but you know, it does enough to where I'm in the habit of doing it. So, um, and that's, uh, I think that was, everything was docks and, and uh, timber over the weekend. Right on. Yep. So uh, did you notice that the fish are starting to move up with the fall transition? Or um, I don't know if, I mean, that's what I've heard from other people fishing other lakes, I guess. But from what I understand, uh, this is only the second time I've ever fished living. I, I, I've had one other tournament there. Um, so I haven't fished it a whole lot. And my understanding is, I mean, bass are usually shallow year round in that lake. Um, so I don't know if that fall transition necessarily, you know, is that prevalent there or if they're just shallow all the time. Right. Uh, I mean, I did in, in uh, pre-fish, uh, you know, I fished some deeper water. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't catch anything out there. Uh, but uh, I th- I didn't hear, I'm not saying that there wasn't, but I didn't hear of anybody that was catching anything that, that wasn't, you know, shallow. And by shallow, I mean probably, you know, five feet or less. Right. So, yeah, most of mine, I would guess, were probably, man, probably three feet or less. Right. Well, you're catching some toads in the shallow water. You caught an 18-inch, I know. Did you catch any bigger out there during your... Uh, yeah, I did. The uh, first time I fished that area in pre-fish, I caught a 19 and a half, which, I mean, it's hard to be mad about catching a good fish, but, you know, it was, I was kind of wishing I hadn't got it that day, but, you know, it all worked out. Um, I actually, on the second second day, uh, second day was a lot slower for me. Um, I, I did pretty well the first day. Uh, second day, also, the standings were down, so we, I had no idea, you know, what anybody was catching. Uh, the first day I could see it, I think they turned it off at noon or something. So I, I felt pretty decent about my first day. Um, 
second day I'm picturing, you know, in my mind, everybody's out there catching the same fish they were catching day one and I'm not. So I'm thinking all oh, these guys, you know, they're, they're passing me up. Uh, and I lost the biggest fish. I you know, didn't get it in to measure it obviously, but, um, the bite was real subtle. So I threw, it was on a Texas rig worm, threw it out there, kind of felt a little bit of a tap and then the line just went slack. And so it was basically the fish picked it up, was running to the kayak. So I reel up and think I have enough slack taken up, set the hook, get a, I guess, a semi-decent hook set on it. And it's just literally coming right to the kayak. And I reel up, pull him up to try to start netting him. And I'll see the big mouth come up and then the fish was gone. It was like slow motion. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's, uh, and it, in my mind, okay, that's, you know, that was the tournament right there. Cause you know, that was the only decent fish I had day two. So I try not to let it get in my head. I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, your best bait out there is confidence. So, you know, I try not to psych myself out if I lose a fish. I mean, it's hard, but you now you yeah. try to stay in that positive mindset when, when you're out there, no matter what's happening. But, um, yeah, it was frustrating. Cause I, I, I really felt like I was going to have to have that fish to stay competitive. It worked out. Well, I think we all have that one fish that gets away. <laughs> yeah yeah jump up look right at you and spit the hook and just like it's laughing at you <laughs> yeah right got to keep you humble all right so let's go over your gear what graph are you running and it, did, did it play a big role in finding the fish for you at this tournament uh absolutely not <laughs> i actually um it was kind of weird the way it worked out i guess probably three weeks ago i had a lawrence uh triple shot seven that kind of bit the dust um actually when i was let's see started acting up when i fished ride the bull how long ago that was a month ago and then i fished the tournament at a let's see the kbf at uh, where was that toledo bend and had zero electronics when i was out there um so i went back to right now i'm running a little four inch hummingbird that i had uh prior um so, I mean, I use it. I don't use it well. That's what was frustrating. I kind of felt like I was starting to get, get the hang of this triple shot, and then it, you know, went south. But, uh, you know, I'm, mostly I'm looking, I'll, I'll use it for, I want to find bait fish. You know, obviously want to know how, how deep I'm fishing. Um, like at Toledo Bend, I had some drop-offs that I had found in pre-fish that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where they are. And, you know, it was hard to find that with the, without any electronics but um you know i'm i feel like i'm getting a little more competent in, in using it but i so i've got a long way to go compared to some guys yeah yeah i never could get the hang of using them to be honest man i'm <laughs> yeah it's I'm a side scan because i really want to learn it but i've yeah. always just used a four inch garmin <laughs> just yeah just tell me the temperature and the dip yeah there ain't nothing wrong with that i mean some guys, that's that's all they need. But uh, you know, a, anyway, I ended up winning in that tournament this this past weekend. I ended up winning a new fish finder, so that was that was pretty cool. Probably you know nicer than I would end up buying anyway. So it it worked out good. Right on. Yeah, I seen you. Uh, you had a bunch of hardware to go along with it too. You got oh, yeah. three trophies, two trophies. Uh, and a belt. Yeah, two trophies and a belt. Yeah, fish finder, case of beer. And some cash, so that was, it was a good day. 
yeah, that's a real good day in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like me and my neighbor always say, that's a good day getting better right there. Yes, sir. So uh, what reels are you currently fishing with, and do you usually run fluoro or do you run braid? Um, I, as far as the reels, I've got everything. Um, I'm trying to think out of eight that I've got, I think one of them I bought new. Um, and it's a, I got an Abu, uh, a Revo. Um, I don't know if it's a bad habit or a good habit. I, I buy a lot of stuff used. Um, so I've got, I mean, I've got Shimano, Daiwa, Abu. Um, I mean, just a little bit of everything. Uh, Grew up as a kid, my you know we always fished Abu Garcia, so that's you know I guess if I had to pick a favorite, that's probably it. But um, you know I'll I'll fish anything that'll throw out and reel in fairly smooth. So um, and then uh, as far as the line, I really love braid. Um, I like you know I like fishing dirty water. I'm not a real big clear water guy, so any chance I think I can get away with braid, I'm I'm throwing straight braid. Uh, especially since I throw like a Texas rig a lot. I just, I love the feel of the hook set. I like feeling that hook get buried in that head. So I like that. I feel like, you know, and I've got a, a good buddy of mine, Scott Burns. He, uh, we pre-fished Rayburn together and, uh, he's like, man, you want, you ought to try fishing, uh, fishing your Texas rigs on fluorocarbon. And, uh, I actually did in the tournament there. I, I did it. I just, I don't know, to me, it doesn't. I just I miss that feeling of the hook set that I get with uh with with the braid. So um, you know, always... I, I switched all mine out to fluorocarbon and then I changed it back to Power Pro because yeah I mean kind of like you said it just don't feel the same. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, especially on the hook set, I, you know I don't know it's not supposed to stretch much I guess, but I just I don't know. To me, I didn't feel like I was I was getting as strong a hook set. And, uh, I mean, when I'm, when I'm setting the hook, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to bury it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I like what the power I can put into the hook set with the braid. Um, you know, of course, felt, like, on a, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I felt like I kept losing my fish because of the stretch with the fluorocarbon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, I mean, I probably did lose some. I just, I don't know. I'm. And it, I think it all kind of goes back to the, like I was saying earlier, the confidence. I mean, I have confidence in braid because that's what I've used for so long that, you know, I guess I'm looking for reasons not to want to use fluorocarbon or something. But, yeah. you know, and like on my, uh, you know, if I'm fishing a crankbait or something, I mean, I'll, I'll throw, uh, I'll throw fluorocarbon. Um, and if I'm, if I'm fishing, like we've got the, you know, throwdown coming up on PK, I'll probably, probably put some fluorocarbon leaders on my, my braid for that just because it's so clear. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Lone Star Throwdown, I did an interview with Duke Chan and uh, Dan Onstott, and they said North Texas is bringing it back home. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, I don't know about that. I think we'll give them a run for their money for sure. I think the good thing going in is we've never been there, so there's you know, I mean, every, I, it's kind of a big community. I mean, everybody kind of knows everybody a little bit, but I think we got some sleepers that people don't don't really know about and. Coming in there as the underdogs, I think, uh, I don't know. I think we're going to turn some heads. We'll yeah. see, though. Yeah. Well, East Texas got some sticks, that's for sure. Oh, uh, I know. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I fished the whole East Texas Trail, so I, you know, I fished with all those guys. 
and uh, actually, I don't know if I should say this and stir it up again, but actually fished for East Texas last year in the throwdown. Yeah, yeah, I seen that on Facebook. You had a <laughs> Texas kayak fishing shirt on. Yeah, I mean, I, I love those guys. I mean, they're great guys. I'll you know, I'll fish with with anybody, but yeah, I mean, I East Texas, I love their, their trail, all the guys in it. It's good guys. Right on. So, what rods are you using? Uh, that's an easy one, McCain. Okay. I'm sponsored by McCain, so everything I I got in the kayaks a McCain rod. I've got they're mostly the kayak series. I've got my Texas rig rod. Um, is a they call it the Swamp series, and uh, that's probably my favorite. But you know, like I said, that's the one I use the most. So, yeah. So. You've kind of already answered this. I was going to ask you what your main baits were, but I see that you, like you said, you're using Texas rigs a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I uh, also I throw a pop bar a lot. I mean, that's probably my favorite topwater bait. Um, and uh, I like a buzz bait. I guess like everybody else, too, I like fishing a frog. I've kind of gotten away from frog fishing just because – I think I fished so many tournaments or, you know, pre-fishing for a tournament and I feel like I lose so many fish on a, on a frog. Um, but I, I normally, you know, unless I just heard from everybody that, oh man, frog bite is, you know, that's where it's at. I mean, I'll throw it, but I, uh, if I, if I lose a fish in the tournament, it, it gets, gets to me a little bit. So I, you know, I'll rarely throw, throw in a tournament situation. Uh, the jackhammer, I mean, I've caught some good fish this year on a jackhammer. I, I throw, I always, I usually have one of those tied on. Or, uh, like I said, I'm trying out that new, the Thunder Cricket now. And I like it. I hadn't caught a fish on it yet, but I just, I've only been throwing it since I was fishing Ray, or, uh, Livingston. So, I just think it hadn't been the right conditions. Well, my next question, it's kind of a hard question to answer, but we'll see if, uh, you can educate some of us people out here. How do you go about breaking down a lake? Um, I mean, pre-fish time on the water. I mean, I guess the advantage I've got is, you know, I'm old, probably old, older than most everybody out there. So, um, I mean, I've most of the lakes I fished I've been on before. Um, you know, and I, I got a bunch of, you know, good friends that I fish with, and uh, you know, we'll kind of break it down together you know, divide and conquer or whatever. Um, so, um, but, you know, like as far as, I mean, I was thinking the other day how much easier it is now than like when I was a kid, you know, you could get the fold out map and that's, you know, that's all you had. I mean, now, with, you know, you can go to Google Earth. Like I'll, I'll usually have my Google Earth open, my Navionics open, you know, and um, I'm not, not a good offshore fisherman, so I, I don't fish deep a lot. Um, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, stuff that, you know, looks like it. I mean, I, I like fishing heavy cover, so, you know, I'm trying to find stuff like that. Or, you know, if it does get to, uh, you know, like a topographical map deal, you know, you where the, I don't even know the proper term, where the lines are, you know, closer together where it's dropping off, you know, kind of a ledge or something like that. Um but I mean, I mean, I'm most comfortable fishing up, you know, like I said, probably you know, at least 10 foot or less, probably, you know, I'd say 
eighty percent of my time I'm five foot or less. But uh, yeah, and I watch. You know, another thing that I've you know we didn't have back then. To, you know, watching YouTube videos and you know, I'll watch YouTube videos and try to find recent ones on the lake I'm going to fish. And can't tell you how many times I sit there with the remote, you know, pausing it, taking a picture of the bait they're using, so I can you know go to Academy or look it up, you know, to try to find you know the bait they're using. And um, I guess that's probably about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to move into. Pretty much the end of the podcast here. I got a, I got a little segment I call Rapid Fire, and I got let's see, six questions for you, and I want you to answer them as fast as you can. All right. Yes, sir. Give it to me. All right. The first one: Whopper, Whopper, Buzzbait. Buzzbait. Okay. Pedal kayak or electric electric motor. Pedal. Favorite soft plastic. Zoom mole monster. Okay. A 10 pound large mouth or a five pound small mouth? 10 pound large. Okay. Clear water, or dirty water? Dirty. Dirtier the better. What's your favorite lake? Uh, that man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Palestine, uh, just because, uh, fished that a lot as a kid. Uh, my dad died when I was pretty young too, and I, I got a lot of memories of fishing with my dad on that lake. So, uh, you know, I fished a tournament there actually with East Texas on Father's Day weekend and uh, actually ended up winning that tournament. So that was a that was a special day for me. I got a lot of memories on that lake. Right. Huh? Okay. So, and that is pretty much it, man. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to thank all your sponsors and stuff. And I want to thank you for your time coming on the podcast with me yeah thank you for having me man i enjoyed it uh, as far as sponsors i mean we, we mentioned mccain rods that's all the rods i fish with uh break line fishing company they have a uh, clothing line and hats and stuff like that check them out uh break line fishing company and uh let's see exotic camo that's i don't know if you've seen the just wrapped my kayak a couple weeks ago so i got the my exotic camo on my on my kayak so if you see see a kayak out there it looks kind of like a white alligator that's me awesome yeah uh that's it awesome well like i said man i appreciate you coming on the podcast with me um i've been kind of feeling under the weather so i kept it short today i'll be honest oh well now i appreciate you taking it easy on me then (laughs) well like i said thanks man and uh i look forward to seeing you in the future at some of the tournaments yeah, definitely. Yep. I'm not, not hard to find out there with all the hair. So Yeah. I'll be out there at the Lone Star Throwdown, so maybe I can get with you out there. Yeah, definitely. Do that. All right. I appreciate okay. it, bud. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Goodbye. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up our episode for today. I hope y'all enjoyed the interview with Jeff Isham. I look forward to uh, seeing a lot of y'all out at the Lone Star Throwdown. If you see me, don't be scared. Come up, say hi. Hopefully I can get some uh, more podcasts going out there. 
so far i've only have one scheduled but if you'd like to be on the podcast please come up and let me know and we'll get it done also i'd like to let y'all know we're now on uh, the apple podcast app and uh, pocket cast as well and if y'all would please let your friends know about this podcast i'd love to you know get some more listeners well, that's about it for today. So thanks everybody and have a good night. Tight bonds.